Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. I'm Kevin Meckley. We have Andrew Payne in the house. Our dude, Beckett Rasmussen. New producer tonight. Beckett is holding it down behind the glass. Look, we got a big, fun show tonight, Andrew. I don't know if you know this, but in the house tonight, he'll be joining us in segment two, is the KU... What do they call him? The Scoopsmeister? I'm pretty sure that's a self-proclaimed title, right? Scoopsmeister? Scoopy. Scoopsmeister. We got Mike Vernon joining us. That will be exciting. He'll be joining us on segment two, so stick around for that. We also have, from Barstool, Bobby Riggs joining us. Excited for that. Dude knows his hoops. And we are going to talk all kinds of fun stuff about the Hawks. And And, Andrew, the good news about everything here is we got the monkey off our back. The Hawks are now road warriors. Yes or no? Oh, we just needed some time, Kevin. We just we have we have some time this week. You and I needed some time. You know the <laughs> we did. The, well, you, a a ten gave us some time off because the Chiefs happened to win uh, win, well, a bowl, win a bowl game. Oh, that little thing. You yeah. know the, the Jayhawks win a bowl game. The Chiefs win a bowl game. That's what they call it, right? So, yeah, yeah, you know, they wanted they to talk it. about some want to talk about some some Chiefs. So you know it gave us you and I an opportunity to to rest our voices a little bit mm. to come up with some sharp takes mm-hmm. to come up with some some solid predictions for the rest of the season and just like you and I the Hawks are ready I think the Hawks are ready the good news is and we've talked about this a little bit of how what it takes to be a good road team what does it take Andrew it takes a couple things it takes uh it takes a tight huddle right it takes uh you know talk about a tight huddle you know the, the fans are yelling at you you get a little tighter a little tight huddle. Well, tight huddles aren't made overnight. It takes a little time to get a tight huddle. And we got a lot of new guys on this. You got fur feet starting now. You can't have a tight huddle until you know fur feet knows English. You need freshmen to come sophomores. That's they right. got to gotta grow up. They got to grow bit. up a little bit. And you know what? Furphy's grown up. a Furphy's little grown up. A little. He learned Marco, English. Marco, we're getting there. Omarco's getting there. We'll, we'll see how they got to grow. You know, freshmen got to become you gotta, sophomores. You got to become sophomores. What yeah, else you got to become need? a veteran-laid group. Here's Kevin, Kevin McCuller, not worried about him on the road, but the rest of these guys. Got to raise. Got to raise all boats. Well, here's what else you need. You need momentum killers. And you know what that is, right? When you got a little lead on the road and the, you got to keep the crowd out of it, they start a run, and then you go down and you make a three, and the crowd just goes... It's dunks and three-pointers. That Correct. Dunks That's and three-pointers are momentum killers. killers. We've got the dunks. Yeah. I mean, you... I mean, it's, it's KJ. KJ can can throw one down and silence a crowd probably better than anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, McCuller not really occasionally. So you really got to rely on KJ maybe a little bit elsewhere. But three pointers struggling with. So Furphy's going to be your guy on the momentum. Cover. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. now hopefully Kevin, like hopefully he's we're, we're just really getting figuring healthy. out these tools, yeah. opening up the box. All I know is. You don't need to be a road warrior team to start the year. You need to learn how to become a road warrior team. Unless you bring everyone back and you're just a, a solid, like, you know, uh, uh, like strong team who's been together for a long time. That's not the case here. you got to learn to be a road team. And they so have to learn to be a road team. You're telling me... We're not going to lose again on the road. We've lost... We, we've won three road games? Well, <laughs> this season? Yeah. I, I think we're there. Look again. I think we're there. You can't just like it's not. It's not out of the gate thing. It's, you, Bill Self can't walk in and be like, "You guys are going to be a great road team." 
They can't just they can't just do that. You got to learn it. All right. So we went on the road. We won at Oklahoma, a ranked team. By the way. <laughs> Let's not forget. Lest we forget, Oklahoma <laughs> was a ranked, ranked team, a ranked yes. road yeah. win. Hey, that's kind of that, that counts for a lot. They're, they're they're fine. They're a tournament team. They're not. They're they're fine. You know, well, let's let's go back. Get go to Oklahoma a little bit. Oklahoma, I think, was an important win because it's huge. Not only for the season, it, it was it was a proof of concept that can this team be more than just a home team, and I, I think it was like this was a, a win. It was necessary. The other part of it is Oklahoma's leaving the Big Twelve. You mm. don't want to leave on that note. You yeah. don't want to leave on that note. So you got to get that win. That's and that's mostly for me. Like you that was some, more for you. That was for the yeah the team and the season. You we got, got seating for me. Oklahoma sweep, by the way. If you think about it, no. we had two and zero in basketball. Win the football game. Man, they're... I mean, they're going out with their tail between their legs. They deserve to get out of here. We can always hold that over them. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you remember know. that final year you were in the Big 12? Yeah. How, how did that go again? I, I can't... Remind me how that went. I don't remember. So, anyway, so you, you go on the road. You, you, you go into the wasteland of the Big 12 and just desolate the, mm-hmm. the Sooners. It wasn't like that. But then we come home to the Thunderdome. One by ten. We've got two games in the Thunderdome. Before we have the, the final battle in the the the, the 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 third movie in this trilogy, I'm not following against, this analogy. Ba- this is a Mad Max analogy. Got it. Okay, thank you. So Thunderdome's the second <laughs> I'm not up to movie, my Mad and then you have the third movie. Got right. it. So anyway, we're gonna come. We got Baylor. We got K State, and you have Houston. What in that analogy, do we to win? Close? Oh, mm, the good question depends on who we are. Okay, I don't want to know. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So we we close out the season. What a five game close to this season. I'm I'm incredibly excited for it. But we got Texas this weekend. We've got BYU next Tuesday. I think you close with Baylor, K State, Houston. What a way to go out! That is a way to go out. The good news, Andrew, we've had some time, a little bit of get well time, which I think this team needed. Uh, we've seen Kevin McCullough sit out a little bit. Uh, we understand he has remained sitting out this week, and I say good for him. Take a little break. You know, get that bone bruise all less bruised up. Bone bruises can linger. That's not a fun thing to have, and I think a little break is good for him. And we haven't had that, you know, three games in six days thing going on. We've had this nice long break. It was very timely. And hopefully we can get uh, not just him, but I think we had a, a little, few other bumps and bruises on the team. Let me give you a question on the Kevin McCuller issue. Okay, I think there were seasons in the past, and we'll just call it recent history of, you know, Bill Self's 20-year reign here. Been a lot of times in the middle of February here where the Big 12 race was in question where it required a little bit more sense of urgency and some, some dudes stepping up. Mm-hmm. Some, some I remember Tyshawn Taylor fighting through a meniscus tear, mm-hmm. you know, right when the season started. Like, oh, you know, without him out there, Big 12 uh, is up for grabs or we could potentially lose it. He fights through it. Lots of injuries like that. Here we are in the middle of February. We're not fighting for a streak other than one, mm-hmm. one to turn into two. Do you, as a fan, feel as much pressure, or should the team feel as much pressure to deliver that Big 12 win? No. Or are you okay with, okay, Kevin's got to get healthy. Everyone needs to get healthy for the games that matter. These games don't matter, really. I mean, it matters for seeding. But there were times in the past where you and I said, these games do matter. They do matter because we need to keep the streak alive. The streak is dead. We don't have to worry about the streak. We just need to get healthy for the games that matter the most. That is where I'm at. If if Kevin ain't right, he shouldn't be playing. He needs to get right for the games that matter. 
what if that meant playing on that second day in the Big 12 tournament as a five seat? Mm. <laughs> yeah. What, Been what, a while since that. <laughs> ever, so ever? we've got a new Big 12 tournament format. The first four seeds get to buy all the way to the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. If you're the five seed, you got to play on that extra day. Yeah. Uh, honestly, again, that game doesn't matter either. Okay. I just want to know where you're at. I just that's where I'm at. The games that matter the most are the ones that happen after Selection Sunday. Those are the ones that matter to me now in this season. Like, think about this season. What are your expectations for this season? And do you think there's still ceiling basketball to come for this for this team? And if we think that there's a potential ceiling to be hit, if we think that there's a chance the Jayhawks can rise up and come down, you know, to the chance where they can cut down some nets in March. Things have to happen that are not happening now, and that means getting healthy and playing well at the right time. If there's any consensus about Kansas this year, and I don't think that there is much about it from a national perspective or even local, but the, the Kansas, consensus seems to have emerged that the top five for the Jayhawks are as good or better than anybody. Starting five. Put up against anybody, the right? Five, yeah, you hear that a lot. Huh? When you start to mix in match some of the bench guys, well, when the efficiency goes yeah. down, I, and we're, we're including Furphy now. Uh, you know, we talked about this core four. We have for, to include Furphy. Yeah. Core four for the longest time. And now we're talking the five. You include the five, you know, teams that do well in the tournament, you know, have five have guys. five guys. You don't have to have a deep bench. These so are long timeouts. Are we starting to have these conversations to where here we are? We've got five yes. guys. We're, 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 That's it, all you need. What if you were a, a five seed in the tournament? You need five guys and a coach. We learned that last yeah, year. You need, need a coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> you need five guys and a, and a head coach. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, we need we need a coach and we need five guys. At the end of the day, Andrew, look down and you see two potential All-Americans. and Not, not, not first team probably at this point, but somewhere in the All-American conversation, right? We got sure, that. Sure, so, they're they're in the conversation. How it shakes out is we'll is see. Kind but of they're in the conversation. Right, right. The new addition to this recipe for a, a national championship team. You got two guys who are in the in, in an all American conversation. That's not counting the potential lottery pick that's also on the team. Who now, as of you know, recently we're starting to see some drafts. Johnny Furphy is entering the lottery discussion. Hmm. So you now have two hmm. all American. Guys, and we're talking about guys who are not just you know rookies. These guys have been around the block. They know how to win in March. They've seen it. They've been there. They see what it's like. The lights are not going to be too bright. And then you got the potential new guy, the new blood coming in, Johnny Furphy. How how is it possible that this team can't be good in March when you have those three things? I don't care who the other two guys are. Oh, by the way, those two guys they've won a national championship. That's right. Those are the two left over. Those are the two who have won a national championship. And arguably one of the best point guards this program has ever seen. And the other guy can dunk. He can dunk. <laughs> he's, a, he's really good at dunking. He can throw it down. And he's, yeah, and he's and you he know, shoots 70% from the field. Well, yeah. As long as it's, you know, inside a few feet. Yeah. You don't have to convince <laughs> me on the top five. Okay. I don't think that you have to convince many people on the top five. It's, it's when you have to go beyond that is, is when you get... Into the weeds a little bit, Kevin. But I'm here. I don't, there? Think, I, I don't think there's, there's no ceilings. No hashtag no ceilings. Hashtag no ceilings. Hashtag no ceilings. No ceilings. Uh, but no, this is this is it, Kevin. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting to know this this fan pressure that the fans are putting on 
on, on the team. I don't think that's there with this. If Houston wins the Big 12, I don't think anyone's too bad. The expectations are low, which is wild for a two-seat. Yeah. <laughs> like the expectations are low. It's yeah, relative. You know, it's all relative. Let's make it to the tournament. Freaking spoiled healthy. KU fans. Right. You're spoiled. We kind of talked about everything that we're going to talk about just in that 12-minute segment. Yeah, we're out of here now. But here we are. We're, we are going to be joined by Mike Vernon next. Vernon's going to give us some some good some good takes on the rest of the season. I'll be some, the judge uh, of that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to come from, from Vernon. He's got some stuff going on this weekend we're going to talk about. Uh, and, you know, other than that, there's there's more Jayhawks to talk about. So we'll be right back right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back in Jayhawk Talk Radio on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Andrew, our first ever guest in studio is sitting right across from me. Did you know that? That's interesting. We've only been on the phone. Uh-huh. We've had a little Zoom action. We've had some Zoom. We've weird. had some other ways. It's weird to see someone here asking questions. He's joined us from California. He came all the way back from California just for this, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? That's what Yeah, it flew off the plane just to... Just to see your face in the studio. You know him as the KU Woj. You know him as the the Scoopsmeister. These are all self-proclaimed titles. Singular. Okay. Yeah, all the, self-proclaimed. He's the agitator of local sports programs and coaches. I know yes. that. Uh, he's, he's good at that, especially uh, down the way on I-70. Uh, it takes a special skill. <laughs> it does take a special skill. We are joined by Mike Vernon. What's going on, Mike? Do you, Who chooses the music, the intro music? And that was segment? all... That was all Beckett. Beckett is, Beautiful. Beckett has given a nod to that. I love that. I like that, too. I'm thrilled to be here. Honestly, I've been listening to you guys forever. This is my first time on Jayhawk Talk. Defined ever. How long have you been going? 2012. You're the OG. Yeah, I've been listening since 2012. Your 2018 music playlist to drive to the Final Four, mm. I still play it. Oh, that was wow. Andrew. I'm a real Andrew one. That. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that still gets some. So some this is big listens. Listens. <laughs> Those, are must, those must all be you. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> okay. Every day on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here, though. This is awesome. Awesome, man. So you are all the way out here. You're going to the Texas game. Is this the first game you've been back to in a while? Yeah. First game in the last, since I started KU hearings. Okay. So it's a couple years so, then, right? couple years. Home field. Thank you to Home Field Apparel. They're bringing me out here. We're throwing a party for the return at the bowl. I haven't been to Lawrence in in three, four years since mm. before right, things what, changed. What do we need in to the catch world? him up on. We need to catch the light. There's lights. Yeah, there are lights. You like what the do you mean lights? lights? Oh, in the stadium. In the stadium. Yeah. And now oh. I feel like it's like the blue and red. You like the lights? Yeah, those are cool. What else is there? I'm excited for the lights. There's a, there's, there's a bar inside Allen Fieldhouse. Love that. Yeah. You got to get the invite to that. Uh, Accessible to everyone or no? No. no. I got you. No. We got you. Okay. What else? Uh, <laughs> that's about that's it. pretty much it. Yeah, oh, there's a bar and lights. It's yeah. a tradition. Like, you don't want it to change too much. You don't want to mess around right? too much. With of course the not. Yeah, no, I want to be in my seat early, hear the band go. That's right. Give a, get a lap in. See the see the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it'll be great. So tell me what you do, you're doing. So you obviously have <laughs> what is a, it you do. You here? have a day job, Why? Mike. You have a day job, but you are. I've got your ear to the ground, and you're just sharing information. So like, how did you come up with this? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, it happened organically. My background is in journalism. I worked at the student newspaper. I worked at the San Francisco Chronicle out of college. I was at Bleacher Report for a long time. So I'm trained in in journalism, and a few years back when. 
Jeff Long was Kansas's athletic director. We don't talk about mm-hmm. Jeff Long here. In Les, a, in Les Miles, Les oh, Miles was oh, yeah. the football coach. Oh, we don't really coach. talk about either of those guys. This is a Les nice. Miles free zone, too. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. So the offensive <laughs> coordinator, Brett Dearman. Dearman. Yeah, we do talk about Dearman from time to time. Pro Dearman. Pro Dearman. Pro Dearman. He left for Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. Middle Tennessee State. That was um, a strange moment. And I got – I was asking a lot of questions, like – why am I not reading about this being odd anywhere? So the local outlets were kind of saying, hey, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. And I uh, started asking around. Turned out there was something to see here. And the football program was in once again in bad shape. And the athletic department was in peril. So I just started tweeting out what I was hearing. And you know, was confident and able to find people that I trust. And felt like KU fans deserved a good and true picture of what was happening an informed fan base is a good fan base donates to nil hmm. things like that and uh so was able to just kind of spread the word and made it a newsletter email newsletter and website and it's been awesome i remember the day that you were talking about the newsletter oh yeah it was when twitter was getting shut down yeah everyone oh. decided twitter was done and andrew and i were like we should start a newsletter and you're like we sh- i should start a newsletter too we got like eight Eight email addresses, and you have like fourteen thousand. So <laughs> you did better than us. <laughs> we a little got more initiative than, than we got. We got like maybe like thirteen, but it was it was. Uh, <laughs> we didn't put a lot of effort into it. You, no. on the other hand, I was quicker on the went draw. all in, yeah. and I think it's been it's been awesome to watch, man. It's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it. I used to get in trouble when I was only tweeting, hmm. so now I can elaborate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It gives me a little space to. Stay it gives out you of a trouble. sense of infrastructure, right? I need that. You, it gives you, uh, oh, this guy's just not just uh, blasting things out from his phone. He's a long form. He's got, got a little background. classy veneer. Mm-hmm. That's of right. A, of That's a, right. Of a Google uh, <laughs> the scoops <laughs> man. images. Like, oh, it's this guy. Ah, uh-huh. he's back again. Uh, there's a lot of things that you've you've done, and, and obviously providing information is one. But you're a you're probably one of the only non-university connected advocates as big as you are for NIL and participating in NIL. So kind of tell me what you've been doing there and, and have you seen any success? Yeah, this has been amazing. What I generally try to do for KU is figure out what's really important, even if it's going good or poorly at KU for KU and spread, spread the word, tell people, let them know, Hey, this is what matters. And NIL matters like the most right now. It matters a lot. It matters a lot for, especially for KU football. And KU was kind of lacking in the grassroots department. KU fans have probably the benefit of, of this is like KU's got some great top-level donors. With NIL, everyone makes a difference to a level that we're not really used to as KU fans. So, you know, a 1000 bucks from 10 people, that's a big deal for KU in, in NIL. Sure. $10,000 total for a $500 million football stadium doesn't quite move the needle the same way. So this is where kind of all of us can come together and make a difference. I sent out an email newsletter about this, and we raised over $36,000 for KU's NIL. Just from one email. In a week? Yeah, I, I followed up, but I guess so. Well, like sure. Two. All right, all right. One week. But I, and only from people replying. I just yeah, said, just if randos. you donate now, reply. Randos. It was incredible. It blew me away. That's awesome. And so we're hopefully moving the needle in a good way for KU, and and this stuff matters. It matters a lot. It matters a lot to the football coach. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's Pretty absolutely cool. huge. It's not going away, right? Uh, I mean, we may see things happen 
that change the rules a little bit. We may see some organization. We may see something that changes the game a little. But the thing that will be the through line is we're going to need money. This is the new world. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it stretches athletic departments really thin generally. Yeah, absolutely. Because now it's like two streams of donations. So right. Where do you go? Everyone can make a difference with an IL. It adds up. So you're out there in California, but you feel a connection, obviously, to Lawrence. You feel a connection to KU. And how does it feel to be, you know, going back to the to the field house tomorrow? The happiest place on earth. Okay, I can tell you're jacked. You got a little twinkle in your eye. You are you are ready for this. Yeah, happiest place on earth is not in Anaheim, California. No, (laughs) no, I've been there. I live there, around there, in Lawrence, Kansas. (laughs) Forget the forget the castles. We got the barn. Allen Fieldhouse, happiest place on earth, unless you get a couple bad calls. But like that's gotta be that's gotta be in the second half. Yeah. Well, they'll be they have to be. The good news is they have to be actually bad calls and right. not just calls. Not just calls. That's the one thing I love about Allen Fieldhouse is usually the booze don't come unless it's an egregious. No, foul. It's a happy place. <laughs> it's generally a happy place. Well, we're gonna be playing Texas. The last game of of Texas, last game of the Longhorns. Get him out of here, Allen Fieldhouse. Mm. Uh, are there any hearings, and this this would be like student rumblings, uh, of whether there's any uh, HD work going on? And we, mm. we can't say. Yeah, we don't use the word the term HD. It's one of those terms that at the is it the FCC. You can't say it on the radio. You can't say like 13 words. Hey, get ready to use the dump button. Do you know how to use the dump button? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, if yeah. I said horns down, dump uh, it, dump it, dump <laughs> it, horns down, dump that, dump that. Yeah, you can't, yeah we, we can't, he's on Beckett's on it, we yeah. Can't, we can't say We don't on the say horns, uh, HD, we use HD around here. Yeah. We say HD instead of, you know, Even then, it's like a little dicey about yeah. what you You'll write say. him a check, Kevin. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm writing somebody a check. Yeah. I just got fined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there, I mean, just we don't want to see, see some HD work in Allen Field. Is there going to be anything with a, with HD? HD. Like a planned, there's going to yeah. be a ton of HD. Is there going to be some HD? There's going to be HD everywhere. <laughs> I just want to, that's all I ask, is that we have just a little bit of coordination on some HD. That's a great idea. Okay. We can we can organize that. Okay. We'll be at the Bowl from 12 to 4 oh. on Saturday. Okay, there you go. Get a couple Coors license from folks. Start making some HD posters. Uh-huh. Maybe, you know. We can organize. I yeah. guess Missouri several years ago, we had the big uh, uh, John Brown. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, that's Poster? actually genius. Let's yeah. do a, a massive, HD. we massive need horns down. HD. Yeah, you can't whoa. Dri- whoa. Oh, hey, you can't say you that. You cover me, right? You can't say that. You gotta You'll cover HD. that. Your next newsletter, Beckett you is back raise there money to pay pounding that. on the dump button. We don't say horns down around here. We say HD because it's a bad word. The KU Herrings community and yeah. family will help I mean, me. People are very I need nervous help. about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd love to see a massive... Uh, show of that of that of the hd of the hd yes oh, good yes you're, you're learning good yeah uh that, that would be Poorly. something we should we should definitely but we kind of joke we should 100 like, percent thursday before saturday game can can this you happen can this? still get sharpies and uh and, and and signs it's like you, you can't, can't kick them all out they can't kick can them I, all out. you know i that just load the wagon banner was my creation and it came together pretty last this minute guy. so ah. hey here we go that's a that's a ah. hard humble not that, a humble brag. That, that's not a, just that's hard. A, that's a brag. That's a full-on brag. But it's brag. cool. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. There. No, it's my brainchild. Yeah. It's that's up. pretty cool. It's so I just was DMing Barstool KU and students, basically, to please someone please make do this. this. And so I found it someone. Looks, and, it looks yeah. good. It looks great. They did a nice job. Very cool. They may have redone it. I don't know. Look, I think they did. Redo it. Yeah. yeah, it's now like you know a nicer version of it, but yeah. But like, I'm excited to see that. And why can't we do it again? Because that was pretty last minute. Hmm. HD, 
Here we go. All right, good. I mean, we to the many students on Thursday night in Lawrence right now listening, <laughs> please, please do this. Uh, I just got flipped off by Beckett, but I, it's the same thing. He did the horn the oh. HD sign mm. with his hands. I take that as an offense. Oh, he just oh. did it again. Oh, my gosh. If he would only see I'm glad we're on radio and not on TV because we don't do that Flipping the bird. We'd be flipping the horn it's to everybody. On, it's just so disrespectful. And if there's anything about Allen Fieldhouse, it's about respect. It's about respect. You watch that video. You will watch that pregame video. <laughs> you will watch that video. <laughs> and you will respect everything right. that happens. We've got uh, Texas coming up on Saturday. We're going to have some maybe some more conspiring going on during hmm. the, the rest of this show. Uh, we've got another segment here. Mike, do you want to stick around and talk about Johnny Furphy? Do you know Johnny uh, Furphy? Do you know anything about do you want to Johnny Furphy? Can I? You can stick around for Johnny Furphy. Do you like to talk about Johnny Furphy as much as we do? Yes, that's okay, the only thing perfect. I think about all, all right, day. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Johnny Furphy right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Mm. Mm. Welcome back in. Dude, Beckett is killing it. Welcome back in to Jayhawk Talk Radio. We got Mike Vernon in studio here, and he wanted to stick around for another segment because he heard we're talking about Johnny, MF, and Furphy. <laughs> it's Furphy class. It's Furphy talk. Now, I will say, we have talked about Johnny Furphy more than any player on the KU basketball team this season. Is that accurate, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, our first show with 810 this year, I think, was just about Johnny I think Furphy. it was mostly all about Johnny Furphy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just about Johnny Furphy. And and, and there's going to be a lot of stats thrown around, and a lot of metrics, and a mm-hmm. lot of like, hey, Johnny does this, and Johnny does that. Yeah, but I want to yeah. tell you, the most important metric that I've come across for Johnny Furphy and it's probably higher than any KU basketball player in recent memory, and I'll, I'll let you take issue with it if, if it's not correct, but it's number of references to Johnny Furphy in KU Camping Group names. Ooh, I like so that. the KU like Camping Group Twitter account publishes the names of the camping group uh, for most of the games. But when you look and go through... You have your typical whatever, whatever. But it was like 60%, 70% Furphy related. And and you think about this for just a second. I want to just – Grady Dick was the big one last year, that right? That was what I thought you would take issue with. That, but then we have another version of Grady Dick this year in Hunter Dickinson. And this goes to show – the Furphy's that much more the power, important. The power he's, of the Furphy. He's overcoming he's the Dickinson part. Transcending all of this. Yeah. I mean, some of it's funny because he's Australian and he's, yeah, you know, sure, kind of like, oh, came out of nowhere. But and he looks like he's 12. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like he more than normal. For <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he might be 12. He might be 12. But anyway, in terms of that metric... Like, that's just electric. That's in a terms great of, metric. It doesn't equate to stats. The stats no, will be does. there. The stats are there. But just I want to point that out. Is that that... Beyond anybody, you know, Devonte always had a lot, but that was kind of spread out yeah, with that yeah, team. Yeah. This though, T. Rob was pretty popular. With Morris the, twins, with the with he had sure. a run, with he had a run, with he had a run. Dooley had a run. Well, <laughs> Dooley run. Tell me about your thoughts on Johnny Furphy, Michael. What do you got for us? First of all, that metric is number one. Like that metric. camping group metric. Yeah, that's a good one. Good barometer for campus. Put that one in your head. I like that a lot. Yeah, keep that. Please keep bringing it back. We need to make that a Ken Palm stat. So speaking mm-hmm. of Ken Palm fraud, stat, fraud. fraud, you just you just threw that out there for me. No, he's a fraud. Ken Palm, kind of a fraud <laughs> this year. 
Okay. But I not with this stat. Not with this stat. Okay. You, wait, is he a fraud or not a fraud? Well, we we've taken the policy position on this program yeah, that Ken Palm a is a fraud, at least for this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Just no, he's a year. fraud right now, except for with this stat. Okay. okay. So basketball analyst guru Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy, puts out this thing where Johnny Furphy, right now in Big Twelve play, is the number one player in the conference hmm. for offensive rating which is a metric that measures a player's offensive efficiency. Mm -hmm. He's the best player in the Big 12 at this. It's like his points produced per 100 possessions. Who cares about that? He's number one in the conference. And he's if you start comparing it to like the history of college hoops players since they started measuring this, he's in a really high tier. I don't have it in front of Mm. me. Also, he doesn't get like... They have to look is at how much his, his usage is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that makes his efficiency crazy. But basically, he's one of, if not like the most efficient players in the country. That's wild. In uh, conference play. Yeah, I still think he's a fraud. That is Ken, Ken Palm. Palm. Not, not Furphy. No, Johnny Furphy, not a fraud. Ken Palm, definitely a fraud, but I still like that stat. You can get some things right. No, no, yeah. He got one thing right. He got one thing it. right. Johnny Furphy's sense. efficiency. You know, here's the thing. I wonder a little bit. Uh, about Johnny Furphy, and especially as it relates to that stat, because we just talked about it. he shoots the ball six times a game, which drives me crazy. Yeah, we want more Furphy. We want more Furphy. And I get feedback from time to time. You look at a box score, just full-on box score hunting, and you look down and you're like, why is Johnny Furphy 5 of 7? And that was it for the game. 5 of 7 for 16 points uh, with, nine uh, with 9 rebounds. Yeah. And, like, and, and you know, his plus-minus is off the charts. Everything else is, is great. Didn't turn over the ball, and you and and of course the logical take is, why can't we get seven to be more like thirteen? Why can't he shoot the ball thirteen times? And the feedback is always, and I think it's fair, is he can't create off the dribble, and so his shots are either in transition or in three pointers, and that is it. And occasionally he'll do a little, you know, a little spot up deal too. Uh, is that fair? And if that's the case, why can't we just? Do more three pointers. <laughs> like is that is that we got a big guy that gets doubled, the other HD that we can say his name, Hunter Dickinson. We can say Hunter Dickinson. So yeah. I mean how did he get playing time? By not taking bad shots and by crashing the glass. Understood. He's not a great defender. Understood. That was then. So this now this is now. This is lottery pick time. This thirty five minutes a game type. This is thirty five minutes he a should game. Shoot more. Yeah. No, it's I think that's right. Like at this point. What else are you going to do? Well, then like, we talk about stealing basketball for Kate. More Furphy. We talk about stealing. Exact. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I love Kevin McCuller. I hope he gets healthy like crazy. He's had an amazing year. But we take three of his shots and hand them to Johnny Furphy. Yeah, in. That's it. Sign I'm me not up. saying all the shots. If you're only instead of 17, even. have him shoot 14 or 13 or 12 and let Johnny Furphy also shoot 12 or a better team. You know, I want to talk about one thing with Johnny. And when you listen to the post game with David Lawrence, or just listen to these these interviews that and he's Johnny's very innocent. He's having these these fun he's little such like, a sweetheart. Oh yeah, uh, he he made some comment, you know, in, in January, and they said, you know, coaches really told me I just needed to get to the glass a little bit more better. I needed to box out, <laughs> and then the next like week, he's like averaging ten rebounds a game. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, they just needed to tell me, and I needed to focus on it for. It's like Embiid. That, that's where I was yeah. going. It's like Embiid. That's where, he's where like, I was oh, going. Like he can make I'm those better than everyone here. So he can make those switches 
faster than anybody else. Exactly. Like, where it would take some players to their junior or senior year to really develop that a skill set. A game. A game or two. A game, like single game sample size. I mean, here's something yeah. I've kind of heard. The, the staff loves his fire. So he gave up an offensive or a couple offensive rebounds late in the West Virginia game. Kind of cost KU the game late, even though he's not the reason KU lost, but blew it late. Next game, like just crashes the clock. Yeah. He responds with fire. So they love they that. they love how he responds to challenges, adversity, and that's I think part of what we've seen. Tell you guys throughout the years, like who's Bill Self like the most? It's guys who respond and come back with fire. Maybe not too much fire, Brennan Green. Too much fire, <laughs> but but a, but a good <laughs> healthy fire. Yeah. And I think they'd like to see that from like El Marco Jackson. You know, he's not responded that way. One of my favorite things about about uh, KU Twitter is the he needs to come back for another year crowd. Oh. Oh, <laughs> he oh, needs no. to come back for another this year is, Twitter. You where... know that Twitter, right? You say like, oh, yeah. hey, uh, guys, he's uh, he's now up to thirteen on the on draft boards, and you tweeted out, and like inevitably, there's a he could really use another year. He just you know he could just use another year. Hey, Kevin, wh- what I about- could use a few million dollars. What, what if he could use another year? <laughs> but what if? But what if? But, he could? but again, here's what I'm getting at. But oh. what oh. if? Oh. What if he actually could use another year, and he decides that he wants to do that? Think about a returning Johnny Furphy. I'm just saying, just think of, just like sprinkle in a little Johnny Furphy returning. All right, it's getting harder and harder to believe. What's getting harder and harder? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. Johnny Furphy returning. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard to keep him away. I mean, because <laughs> if, if if he's gonna be, Sorry about that. <laughs> I know it's good. If he's gonna play this well through the rest of the year and into the tournament, like it's it's a perfect showcase for him. Like this is when people actually scouts right. actually start paying attention. Right. If if you go to the final four and Johnny Furphy averages seventeen points, like he's gone. Like he's gone. For sure. But wouldn't you take that? Yes. Oh, you would take that, yeah. Yes. In a heartbeat. Everyone I hope, wins. I hope he just leads us to the promised land. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, things would have to change. The guy the first person who mocked Furphy into the lottery, Sam Vassini, who he was really good. He he lives in Australia though. So I'm wondering if he's just a bit excited. Yeah, but 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 now others are doing it too. But he's here, and and Sam's there. Whoa. Yeah, but he's whoa. Yeah, so they swapped. Whoa. They swapped. Yeah, they swapped. Is Sam Johnny Johnny <laughs> Sam? <laughs> That's it. We did do a bit on this show a couple of weeks ago that no one actually knows anything about Johnny Furphy, and is he real? Yeah, he's a, we were he's thinking a catfish by Johnny Furphy. He's a psyop. We have no idea. Like if you try to find his background, like if you try to look. You won't find anything about it. There's like Nothing. one photo of him on Instagram from a place called Monkey Island. No, no, no. Kangaroo Island. <laughs> Kangaroo Island. Kangaroo Island. Kangaroo Island. That's like, the one, oh, the one You want to come up with a, a random place in Australia? Kangaroo Island. All of his bios fake, were made by like 100% are AI driven. Like every single one of his bios is 100% AI. We are not sure if Johnny Furphy's real, but at the, at the same time, I'm just happy that he's ours. The hologram Furphy is working. 100%. Simulation Furphy. Whatever it is. Simulate. Yeah. Don't care. Matrix yeah, yeah. Furphy. Like, whatever it takes. As long as it brings us another banner. I don't care who's out there. Right now, do you think he comes back? I would say, say gun to head no. I say no, too. Probably What not. about you? 
Not if he's a top 15 draft pick. Right. Why would you? Can't. you? Why would you? Well, Self but, has always been on the record, too, about, like, you're in the lottery. You, you go. should go. You yeah. go. You go. And the, the argument to be made, if we're going to be like that on Twitter. Let's do it. Like, let's, you're going to be like that? Look, look at Grady Dick. Grady Dick was yeah. super skinny going in the NBA. Not had a great year because he's super skinny. They he, held yeah, he's even skinnier, I think. They held him out for a couple weeks just so he could, like, bulk up a little bit. I mean, physically... Not ready, but he's got the shot. I mean, he wouldn't be a productive NBA player for a couple of years because of the physical part of that. But you still draft him, yeah. And yeah, it's not do. a great draft. Also That's the true. other thing. It's also not a great true. draft. You look at the time. You look at the money. I think Johnny's got Can it. I, but this is a pivot. But my least favorite KU Twitter is like maybe maybe we don't want Hunter Dickinson back Twitter. Ooh, I hate oh, that Twitter. That, I think that's a oh, that that's is, a quiet that Twitter. One hundred percent true. Like that's or that's a that's a minority. There's but like, a lot that's out of there. anti Hunter Twitter, and I it blows my mind. I struggle mightily with that Twitter. Right, let's get to that. Is Hunter coming back? I think there's a good chance. I think KU right now. I'd say yes. I said I'll the say odds yes. at uh, at. We'll just do even odds. Even odds. Oh, I'm you taking him right now. You, you're I'm taking him back. I think yeah, yeah, him back. I like that. So if like he's not going to go in the draft, like this is the best place for him. He's going to make some money, and he's going you know to win a You know what hurts? Him shooting like 8% from three for the last 14 games. <laughs> not yeah. ideal. That hurts him a little bit. Because that's what he needed to do. He can't even come show you can stretch. Because he shot like 40% from three for his career, and he's like one of – Fifty for his last fifty. Yeah, yeah, he's, something's going on there. I wonder if he's been banged up, but also I think he has. Just people are like, oh, I want to see him try harder. It's like, no, he's just not that fast. If he was faster, he wouldn't be at KU. This is the agreement. This is the, the deal that was literally signed. Like, yeah. So I'm sorry. Twenty back. and ten is just not good enough anymore. The dude is just not good enough. The dude is not the issue for the, KU. The points and the rebounds have never come easier for anybody. Uh, on this roster, or, his, or in, in Bill Self's history, never come this easy. He, you can be twenty and ten, and you kind of forget about it. Yeah, There's right. Really nobody else like that. It's fun to watch him. He's so good around the around the rim. I mean, just the it's it's so smooth too. Like the ball, I've said this before, but the ball always goes off the glass so soft and silky, and it just it swishes even off the backboard. Have you noticed that? Like yeah. It, like it yeah, swishes yeah, he doesn't hit the, rim. the backboard. He doesn't hit the rim. It doesn't. The rim is never involved in Hunter Dickinson's game. That's that's the that's the long except for three. All right, Michael. It has been fun having you here. Uh, Thank you, I'm guys. Glad you're back. In, Enjoy in the, the game. I've been away. I cannot wait to be and back in there. So tell us. Thank you us for having quick us. Quick little nugget. Tell people where you're going to be. What you're going to be doing. On Saturday. He's going to get hammered on Mass Street. No, I'm just, what you, just uh, running down. Just bring your green hat. Mass Street. <laughs> Hearings Hangout. It's presented by Homefield Apparel. We're going to be at the Bull. It's mm, Bullwinkle's Bar. You have to be a KU Hearings subscriber and you have to RSVP. Because like Ooh. we're going to be at... How do you become a hearing subscriber? KUHearings.com. You, you can go. go to my Twitter at M underscore Vernon. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's a free email newsletter. You'll be informed on KU stuff, hopefully, and you also your feedback goes right into what do I'm it. writing about. So thank you guys for giving me that opportunity. I'll be there from twelve to four on Saturday and bouncing around Lawrence. Then we'll go do some HD stuff. Mm, careful with that. Don't say that loud. Wow, <laughs> you just wow, you outed outed me for that. Cannot. I hope we beat Texas so hard. Yeah, like by thirty. Like a yeah, mm. like a meat necklace. Yeah, love that. All yeah. right, Mike. We Thanks need a for meat being necklace here. game. 
time for a meet and greet. Yeah, this is the one. It, you know, here's the thing though: if we lose, it's your fault. That's the problem. With you coming back, making I'll a never big deal out of it. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Anyway, all right. Thanks for being here, man. Let's get Don't out of here. Don't put that on me. <laughs> Sorry, this way. That's how it works. That's how it works. I know. I know. At least a year. You have to wait a year. That's a, that's a statute of limitations. All right, Mike. Thanks for being Thank here. You All right, guys. we're going to come back for a quick uh, bottom of the hour, and uh, we're going to talk some fun stuff. Kevin, Kevin uh, got into his basement. And he's got some stuff he wants to tell me about. I got some stuff to talk to you about <laughs> from his basement. Just All come right. back for that. St- Kevin's tuned. demons after this. Yeah, stay tuned right here on Sports Radio Eight Ten WHB. Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne here. Andrew, it's that time of year where you go down to your basement <laughs> like you do. Uh, everybody does this. You gotta, you gotta spring clean. You gotta get rid of stuff. I'm in the, I'm in this get rid of stuff mood. I just want to get rid of everything. I just want to start, like, you know, just get rid of stuff. Stuff that's been around forever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not opposed to that. I kind of want to after you look at all the stuff. And so, and my wife has challenged me. She says, you have too much stuff. I'm not a hoarder. But what I do hoard, and what I found as I've dug through a bunch of crap, is I hoard KU stuff. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, makes perfect sense. I, you know, it's kind of like... You were a, a boy stater. You were an American Legion uh, junior. You've been trained on what to do with the American flag. Mm-hmm. You don't throw away the American flag. Yeah, you have you to properly dispose of the flag. You've got to treat it with respect. I kind of think the same way about Jayhawk things in sure. Well, Is that true? Does that resonate with you? Well, 100%. I, if I see something with a Jayhawk on it, it's really hard for me to just throw it away. Yeah. Or recycle it, or like, find yeah. A good home. You need to find a good home for it. That's exactly right. I had once this. And the best home for it is still at your house. Well, so far, it's mostly been still at my house. I once had this light up neon Jayhawk. I had it all through college. I had it in the dorms. We hung it right over Mrs. E's. Everybody knew about it. Bet your wife loved that, just right in the. I wanted that thing, and I. She said, "You got to get rid of it. You got to do something with this thing." There was just nowhere to put it. It was just hanging in storage. I didn't have a good bar for it at the time, and so I literally found a bar in Kansas City to sell it to, and I said, "I'm going to give it to you for a great price." Under, but one. What one stipulation is you have to put it up and you have to keep it forever because I want to come visit my Jayhawk <laughs> and so far it's still there. So here's the thing. Yeah, I wish they should from the collection of. So Andrew, here's a little bit that I came up with. I found the most random KU stuff in my in my basement. I'm going to ask you: Is this a real thing? You can play along at home. Is this a real thing I had that says KU on it? A KU uh, our item. Or not? Or did I just make it up? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, right, you can play along, too. Uh, everyone at home, play along. Beckett. Here we go. First up, a KU dog chew toy. It had a little ball and little things on the end of it. Oh, you, that's definitely real. You probably get that for your dog, Barley, at some point. Are you on? Are you live? Can you get down here? Yeah, I say, I say it's real. You say it's real? That is real. Uh, I did okay. find that. I didn't have a dog at the time <laughs> when I got that. You know, you never mind. Because you, you might get a dog. You might get a dog, and your dog need needs that's that toy. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. 
Uh, so I did keep it, by the way. Barley does not use it. Uh, number two. You use it. It's, for, it's really for you. It's really for me. Yeah. Number two. A, a Jayhawk. It's an anti-slip phone pad that you put on the dash of your car, and it like sticks your phone to it or like a key or like something else. I remember those. Those were popular like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Time, timing heads up. Uh, I'm going to say that's... Real. You can go Just real? because of the detail there. Uh-huh. Before, so I'm going to go fake. It's real. Yeah. It's real. And here's the thing. I looked at it, and I was like, I could probably use that somewhere. Of course you could. You, <laughs> you probably could still use it. Use Don't it. get rid of I it. I opened it up. It's still very sticky. You I know. didn't know what to do with it. All right. Well, I did not throw that away. Number three, a 2004 Women of KU calendar. You're not getting rid of that, though. That one that is real. That is I remember real. that that was a specific year. Those were that was a, a good year. It was a good uh, vintage. It's a good vintage. <laughs> it's a good vintage. Uh, you had definitely had that, and you uh, told your wife you got rid of it, but you probably didn't. <laughs> what do you think, Beckett? I got real. I got real. Real. It is a real thing. I did have one, but I did not find it in my basement. I'm oh, not sure where it is. Because you know exactly where it is. It wasn't I, in your basement. I, in your office. Not, yeah, it's in my office. Like right. every couple years, the. Uh, the calendar cycles around, so it makes sense. So <laughs> it's like, oh, it. the first is It'll on a Tuesday, back. the second's on a Friday. It'll come back. Yeah. I've been waiting to 2039 for that thing to come back through. All right, here's another one. KU string lights that say rock and chalk, and you plug them into the wall. Too easy, I'm saying no. Yeah, that seems like something you just bust out off. 100% real, and I actually hung them up. Oh, good. They're See, my- <laughs> this is part of the spring cleaning. Sometimes you just repurpose something you repurpose or find... It. Uh, it finds a new home. She walked down and home. she's like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I'm hanging these above our, our workout area, you know, just in case." And so I, I think they look great. Probably by gets the way. you You'll, pumped up. You have to see them when you come over. And here's the next one: a crimson Jayhawk sports bra. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not uh, mine. Okay, that's um, where it came from. I, I probably real. If you said it was yours, I'd say real, but now I'm going to go fake. Correct. Correct. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I did oh, not sure. find one of those. Sure, sure, sure. found a different bra. It was the oh, oh, blue. It was blue, <laughs> it was not blue. crimson. Uh, that's what gave me the idea. The next one is a KU toy semi-truck. A little semi-truck that's about like this. A Jayhawk's on it. Uh, it my, my, son, my son has one of those. We got it at a rally house uh, not that long ago, so I'm going to go real. Okay. I'll double down on real. Real. 100% real. Except this one is... Uh, some very old one. This was like 1995 version. Oh. Uh, so there you go. Uh, KU pom poms. Oh, that's real. Gotta be real. Real, real. Kept those. Thought I might, you know, have a daughter someday, and sure enough, I did, and she loves them. So there you go. I found 100 plus Jacques Vaughn basketball cards. Um, that is true. I don't know if it's a hundred plus. Uh, so you definitely grew up in the the time of. Where basketball cards were big, and Jacques Vaughn was big, and so you probably have a bunch locally. of locally, <laughs> yeah, well, amongst, not exactly amongst, in the NBA amongst this like a small well, community here. You probably had a lot of Jazz, a lot of Spurs, Jacques Vaughn cards. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fake because it's probably like 99. I have no idea who Jacques Vaughn. Oh, it is a long time ago. Back here, we got some. We got, yeah, we got some talking. My to favorite do. Jacks of all time. Yes, they are 100 percent real. I think there's like 200. Uh, okay. For some reason, I bought a lot of those. Uh, I found a ticket to the KU Missouri 2012 game. Well, I 
love it when I find old tickets. Like I'll put on a jacket, like an old, old jacket. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is a uh, KU versus Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. in 2013. Or this is uh, – I have a couple of those that I now use as like bookmarks. Sure. And things. So yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'll say it's real. I, I love finding old tickets. You don't get tickets anymore. You don't get tickets. You don't get the it's all on your tickets. phone. What do you think? I keep all my tickets. I'm going to say true. Real. 100% real. I found a bunch of tickets. Some games I don't even remember. But a lot of games I do. Some good ones in there. Uh, I found an unopened pack of KU Thundersticks. Those oh, are the things you blow up and you bang oh, them together. You I know? remember Thundersticks. Yeah, yeah, they don't allow them anymore. I don't feel this. Remember, like, there was a game that something happened. Yeah, they're banned. And they're, they were banned because they were so loud. They were loud. So loud. Did I find an, an open pack of KU Thundersticks? Uh, probably not unopened because you probably used them. You don't have self-control to, like, keep those. That's fair. Uh, and so you had to have blown them up and used them That's in the moment. That's fair. I love those. Those are electric. I'm going to say true. Yeah, it is true. And uh, I, I 100% used them, and I found those on the ground somewhere probably and just put them in my you pocket. stole them from someone. Yeah, I stole them from yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. So I do have those. And part of me wants to blow them up, and uh, when I do, I'll make well, sure Well, if you throw them away, use them at oh, least once. Oh, I did once. not throw those away. No okay. way. No way. Are you okay. kidding me? By the way, I haven't thrown any of this crap away. <laughs> okay. This is all important stuff. Uh, next one, Andrew, I found a $5 Ameristar chip. From when I played blackjack with the Morris twins at Ameristar. Ooh. You can't. <laughs> Did you have them sign the chip? No. You're you shut the table. You're not going to have somebody sign it. Oh, that's the, the Morris twins. They would have liked it. Uh, did Marcus end up on a team? Uh, yeah, he's going to try to be on a contender. Yeah, yeah he got yeah, released yeah, from yeah. Spurs. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm going to probably say this real because I know the story. I cashed all my chips. I'm going to say false. Correct. I would oh. 100% cash that chip, but I did play with them and Curtis Townsend at the same table <laughs> <laughs> while they were playing for KU. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, I found a 1983 KU Media Guide. 83? That's probably from your dad. I'm going to say that's real. I got real. Real. That was the year I was born. A Rex Walters signed basketball. It's okay if you haven't heard of Rex Walters, Beckett. There you go. He's, not, he's shaking his head now. Rex Walters is a friend of the program. He's been on this uh, radio that's show before. Right. Uh, yeah. I would say that's real because that's like your wheelhouse. That was like Rex. probably 93. prime your age getting signatures. Mine as well. I, th- I believe I had a Rex Walters signed uh, basketball as well. So I'm going to say that's real. I'm a K-State guy, so I don't know all the KU uh, lore. That's all right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go true. It is true, and it was actually a uh, Washburn basketball camp oh, version. Okay, uh, so there you there go. You go. Uh, the next one: a picture of me and Roy Williams at Roy's basketball camp, but I have a butt cut hairstyle right down the middle. Uh, that is definitely true because that's I've seen all those pictures before. Not not <laughs> of you. Everybody. Has everyone it. has <laughs> that photo. Yeah, I would love for that to be true. Yeah, it's true. One hundred percent. A last one here: a uh, folder. Of all the free-for-alls I got printed in the cans in, which is the student newspaper. Are you kidding me? You cut them out and it's probably real. You thought you were clever. Like, I got him the free-for-all again today. It was Twitter before Twitter. It was like the, you, for those that don't know, it was like the, you, you would you would message in to, to uh, the Kansan, which is the newspaper, some quip, something funny, and they some of them were all over the place, and they would tweet or message. They would put them in the newsletter, uh, the newspaper, and that was it. Yes, and I did find that 100%. Yes, that's real. Yeah, yeah, that all right. I think the moral of the story is don't get rid of your KU I stuff. I didn't get rid of any of it. Don't get rid of your Jayhawk <laughs> stuff. This stuff is important, and if you do get rid of it, you may jinx the season. So that's right. Yeah, don't that's get rid of anything. what you got to do. All right. That's uh, our first hour here on, on Jayhawk Talk Radio. 
Radio. We're going to have some good stuff coming up. We're going to talk about the tournament. We haven't talked about the tournament much. There's, this, mm. there's, a, there's a big basketball tournament Look coming up here in a couple of weeks, Kevin. Did you know this? I did. All right, we got to say, I got uh, uh, Riggs from uh, Barstool. Yes. Uh, talk about some national stuff, and, you know, maybe we'll get some other stuff about stuff we shouldn't throw away. But anyway, that's coming up <laughs> on Hour 2. That's here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We are back in Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We got Bobby Regan joining us soon. He had to step away for one second. We're going to talk mock selection committee talk. Mock selection committee. Have you heard, Andrew, now they do this deal where uh, uh, they release the the top 16 seeds, uh, the, the four line and above, early and they show the the thought process, I guess, of what the what the selection committee is thinking. Uh, and then I kind of like it. Like part of me likes it. It's yeah. a little bit more, you know, interest into the into the. the I tournament. think so. I think it draws a little bit of interest. I think it was uh, more interesting in the years past, where they're trying to just create content, you know, get people talking. Uh, but I think. You know, bracketology and bracket talk is so ubiquitous now that everyone kind of knows where people are and everyone's kind of got some consensus on that. So to see the actual committee put those numbers out, like, oh, yeah, that lines up with Lunardi almost perfectly or that lines up with Jerry Palm almost perfectly with a couple exceptions, we kind of know. I mean, they, they kind of started this several years ago to kind of demystify the process to show sure. this is how they this is how they come up with this. This is it's not just randomly throwing darts. Um, so they they have this. They release it in February. This is where we would be at. Uh, in the past, I think we've been angry about where we we are, and we've been oh we should be higher. Or sometimes we've we've been high on these things. Um, but this year, they put us as a two seed, as the number eight overall. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> Feels right. Feels right. Yeah, we could. I mean, I think the consensus is we're somewhere like a lower two or a higher three. Some some places have us you know, swapped with Iowa State. Iowa State is a two, and, and Kansas is a three. But I'm not too concerned. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're punishing us for anything crazy. It's, and this is coming after the Texas Tech loss, by the way, which we conveniently have not talked about on this radio show uh, as of yet, and we probably won't. But we're here in the middle of the season. We're a, a provisional two seed in this tournament, but you know we've only got only got up to go. So, what do you think about this this uh, spot? We've got a couple other spots. Houston was obviously a one seed. Iowa State was a three seed, and then Big Twelve kind of just dominated. Uh, you know, through those top uh, sixteen, had had five teams total, which is kind of insane to think. That about. is crazy. Uh, and then not I, surprising, not crazy. surprising, but it's just that it shows the difficulty uh, of this league. So, what do you think about our position now going into the tournament uh, and, and where we're headed? Yeah, I think uh, to your point, I think that's right. Uh, two seed feels good. Uh, I. You know, it was coming on the heels of maybe one of our not best stretches. There's still an outside chance for a one seed. I think uh, probably unlikely. And so our ceiling is probably a better two. <laughs> so I think uh, you put me on a two line, I'll feel pretty good about that. Obviously, the draw is what's the most important. And uh, I, I I feel good about it. Now, the, uh, the question, though, uh, as we look at this, I got a little bit of PTSD about mm. the selection committee last year. Yikes. I don't know about you, but uh, we were sitting in these chairs yelling at some point partway through the season uh, when we learned of a man's name of Chris Reynolds. 
Oh, Chris. And we were joking. Chris Reynolds. We were joking, joke-hating Chris Reynolds about uh, he was the chair of the committee. A little truth to that. And we were joke-hating Chris Reynolds uh, in advance, just in case. You know, just in case we, we should actually hate Chris Reynolds. And you know what? He earned it. He actually earned it. We were in front of that Chris Reynolds hate. He goes on national TV and tells everyone why Kansas, who at the time had 17 quad one wins, was less deserving of the number one in the Midwest, uh, uh, Houston, and their seven quad one wins. Uh, do you remember it was, that? It was that just message? a bunch of word salad of... Uh, Stumbling and stuttering and saying, "Oh, they both, both teams." They didn't, he didn't say anything. He made no coherent thought about the reason. Which, after you, you know, at that point, we were potentially thinking we were going to be the number one overall. We, we we had an outside shot at that. We were thinking like one or two, and to end up in four, going to the West, is oh, brutal, brutal. Uh, Houston gets gets that spot, and so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna try to play this up this year. So Chris Reynolds gone. We've got a couple other folks we need to know about. You yeah. Did, you did some research on that. I guys. did. Who are we going to pre-hate, Kevin? We're, we're going to pre-hate the chair, Charles McClelland, the SWAT commissioner. I assume that he's going to get it wrong. Uh, and because they normally get it wrong, that's why I assume they're going to get it wrong. So uh, that's what I, and uh, actually, let's let's pause here for a second because I want to finish this thought. But we got Riggs on the phone, so let's let's bring Riggs in because he might have a thought on this. Is he in? Patched in? Riggs, you joining us? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, you caught us right in the middle of yelling at the selection committee makeup. Uh, so that's what oh, we're talking about here in Kansas City on a on a Thursday night. How you doing? Good. I mean, you guys should have no problem with it because you guys are always a one seat or at worst a two seat. So Kansas fans cannot complain about the committee. Last year we complained a lot, <laughs> and we were a one seed because we thought we got the wrong one seed. Wrong and we one were seed. mad. We were really mad about it, and so we're trying to figure out what we're going to be mad about this year. That was it. But I, I do think the committee is set up dumb. Like, why do we have ads on the committee? It Thank should you. be, it should be people like you should have a couple ads. Don't get me wrong, but it should be a mix of people. And I talked about this with Sam Vecini. I don't remember if it was. On online, offline, whatever it was, I was talking to Cini about it. Of like, how do you not have people that are in the sport day in and day out that can look at more than just the sheet and be like, well, yeah, this loss happened because they didn't have players who came back two games later and have played the rest of the season. Like, there's got to be a balance of knowing what's going on, understanding, like, there's really not a difference if you beat the 47th team in the net or the 60th team in the net. And then, like, have the bracketing principles. But I also hate the bracketing principles. Like, why are we so worried about geographic location? Like, make it as even as, as possible. Like, I was I was talking to somebody about the other day. Like, I was thinking 2017. Obviously, I'm a Kentucky fan. We were the two-seeded, and UNC's bracket is the one-seed because we were closer to Memphis. And it's like, no, I'd rather be in the worst bracket than play yeah. close to home. Like, fans will travel. It doesn't matter. 100%. 100%. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining us. Sorry about the mix-up on the time. Uh, that was on us. We are happy to have you. Uh, listen to a lot of your stuff. Uh, you are one of the, I would say, maybe the preeminent college hoops guy uh, at, at Barstool. Is that fair? Would you, well, you self-proclaim that now? No, we got Titus now. So oh, that's I, right. I, you I, do I, have I, Titus. All right. Titus is, a, yeah, no. Titus is one of our guys, <laughs> too. That's my fair. Guy. I got I to give it to him, yeah. 
Fair enough. I'll, we'll, we'll allow that too. Uh, well, look, we we uh, we wanted to bring you in just to talk a little bit of the kind of high level stuff, but we'd love to hear your take on the Hawks uh, since this is a, a KU focused program. Although we talk about all of it, yeah. what, what are your take on the Jayhawks this year? It's going to sound weird, but like I can't figure them out. Like I keep thinking that they should be a on the list. Everyone now is doing the list of national title contenders, sure. right? How many teams can win a, win a title? And I think I have them on there, but I'm also like, can they? Like, they always feel like they're only playing with four players. Now, I know Furphy's gotten better, and um, you're getting help. Like, it's not as, and like, Jackson's been getting better. It's better than what it was, what, in December, early January, where it truly felt like it was three on five for the majority of the game. And, I mean, your three was always really good, so it didn't matter as much. But they keep losing on the road. And I know they just beat Oklahoma, which is which is big. But it's like, you know, looking at their schedule, and it's like you have the loss to Marquette um, out in Hawaii. You beat UConn, but that was in at Fog Allen, where you know Kansas just doesn't lose. Then you lose, you know, you lost to UCF, West Virginia, Iowa State. Which I'm not going to you know penalize that by any means. Kansas State in overtime, Texas Tech, and it's like. I, I, you don't play. You don't play on the road, but you don't play at home either in the NCAA tournament. Time. That's why I just can't figure them out because I want to believe in the team in the sense of you know being right if I'm making projections and everything. But I don't know how much I trust them, which is weird to say about a Kansas team. We think that too. We've kind of gone through all those emotions as well. I mean, I think ultimately you have this starting five now. But I think you can put up against any starting five. But when you start to go deeper than that, is when you when you get into a little bit of trouble, uh, right? I, like what happens if Dickinson gets two cheap fouls? Yeah, you're in trouble. Which, right? And then, like, listen, it's the NCAA tournament. We don't know what's how to be ref. That that that, that first weekend could be ref super tight, and and Dickinson plays physical in the paint. All it takes is one ref to focus on that, and you know, two fouls when the first eight minutes of the game, and it's like, okay, that let, let's just say Kansas is, what, a two-seed? That 2-7 game, it, there's not that big big of a jump anymore from a two-seed to a seven-seed. It feels like either that, you know, you're talking on the line, that's probably be like a five-point game. It's not like going to be a, and this is all assumptions, obviously, but it, it doesn't feel like it's going to be an 11-point spread or something crazy like sure. that to where, you know, one break and it's, you know, you're looking at a, a tie game and two minutes to go. I do want to get to a couple other teams. Uh, I know you're an SEC guy, and uh, us being Jayhawk fans here, I, I do want to talk about Missouri a little bit. How bad is Missouri, and do you like the strategy of betting Missouri to lose out, just doubling it up every game? It's a little like, ladder how, strategy. How, just how bet them to bad, lose every game. How bad are they? They're bad, and I feel bad because, like, they had injuries, right? Like, it's not like this isn't the team they were supposed to have the entire year. I'm looking at who they end with at Arkansas. They could win that. They're home to Ole Miss. They could win that. But you're at Florida. You're, you're home to Auburn and you're at LSU. Uh, yeah, I mean, losing out is not out. Like, I, that would be I probably the favored to happen. It feels like they'll get one, though. It feels like they'll steal one. Maybe home to Ole Miss, but they're bad. Yeah. And, like, I don't 
I, I don't think Dennis Gates is a bad coach by any means. Like he gets these guys to play hard. They just can't close the game. He's like, safe. A lot right? of their losses, they're close. I don't think he stinks. Like no, no, he's safe. Like he's 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 not going anywhere. This is just a kind of a season oh, yeah, from hell yeah, type yeah. of deal. No, I mean I don't know. Like I don't think he gets. I don't think anyone's like gonna go out and hire him and. Missouri ain't going to fire him. I mean, they're a year removed from. I mean, granted, they lost to a 15 seed, but they're a year removed, at least, from being in the NCAA tournament winning the game. But it, I don't know. Like, Missouri is such a weird job to me, and, and what the, like, the expectations they should have. So, what's your. Because there was uh, a time they were good. Yeah, there was a time. Uh, back in, when was that? Norm Stewart days, or. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, there were two, I mean, I'm kidding. When they lost to uh, Norfolk. When they lost to what Norfolk? Norfolk State. Yeah. It was yeah. We were 2012. We Kim were, English. We were there. <laughs> uh, yeah. As KU fans, there's a couple things we delight in. That's one of them. Uh, so hey, uh, talk to us a little bit about you know you mentioned the the teams that can win it all. Everyone's doing those lists. Yeah. I'm sure you have a list. Who's on that list? So I think you know in terms of true national title contenders, you have the obvious ones of. UConn, Houston, Purdue, that's everyone, you know, no doubters. I, you know, I would say Arizona, I would say, and then this is where it gets weird because, like, I can't picture Rick Barnes winning a title. <laughs> and I know, I know Tennessee is good, but it's Rick Barnes. Understood. I can't picture, I can't picture Ryan Young from Duke winning a title. And, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, picture that Monday night in April where one shining moment hit. And if I have to see his big, dumb face on stage, I'm going to be <laughs> furious, first of all. You know, Auburn and Alabama, I think they're good enough to win a title. But So I guess I'll throw up, like, there feels like there's maybe, like, 11 teams that can win a title to where I guess I wouldn't necessarily be incredibly surprised. But it's starting to kind of feel like Houston, Purdue, UConn, maybe Arizona, and then a gap to everybody else. Yeah, I and guess then, that like, was another gap from there. That's the follow up. Is who scares you? I mean, is, everyone seems a little vulnerable. Everyone is vulnerable. Like yeah. I, you can't. Like I know you're you, you're not supposed to look at the year prior, but like, how can you say Purdue's not vulnerable? How can you say Houston would like? They're amazing defensively, and I like Jamal Shedd a lot. Yeah, they can struggle offensively. Uh, UConn. Again, we've seen like. Clean and get some foul trouble, they change who they are. And, and I, I think they're the least vulnerable of the three, but I also will bet against history that we just don't see teams win back-to-back titles. Like, there's a reason it hasn't happened since Florida. Um, but but everybody, everybody seems vulnerable. So I, that's, that's where I think this tournament's going to have a little bit of mayhem. Before Which we get out of here, to become the norm now too. So you talk about your your top eleven, but give me a team that that's making some noise that maybe you know doesn't have the, the record right now. Who might you know uh, storm into March or we're not paying attention to? I like I'll stick with the Big Twelve. I like Baylor a lot. I think Baylor is a little undervalued. Um, they have what two, at least two NBA players for sure, and Misi and Walter. And then I mean, I, Ray J. Dennis is a guy like a, a really good guard. Drew has won a title before. Um, they're vulnerable, don't get me wrong, but they're a team that I think people should like talk about more in terms of Final Four teams. And then from there, it's just, you know, can you win two games? So I, I think Baylor is a little undervalued. 
it, you know, and then you start guessing when you start, you know, going into like the five, six, seven seed type teams. Yeah. Well, one thing we do know is that uh, I, th- I think you touched on it. This one could be a lot of fun because it could anything could happen uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it could be as crazy as last year, but I think you'll see something similar. Right on. Well, hey, bud, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you very much. Give uh, Barstool Reeks a follow on Twitter, one of the best out there on the sport. Uh, and, uh, man, appreciate you coming on. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. All right. That was awesome. That was, uh, you know, it's good to get a flavor from from the Barstool folks. They've, they've kind of really made a name for themselves in some college basketball uh, lately. It's it's a good follow. And, mm, they, and they make it fun. They make it fun. All right. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about... Johnny Furphy? We're going to talk about the Jayhawks. We're going to talk about <laughs> Texas Longhorns. Mm. Got a big game coming up. Maybe, Horns down. Maybe talk about some BYU. I don't know. Uh, but that's right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Welcome back in, Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kevin Meckley here, Andrew Payne. We got Beckett Rasmussen just dropping the beats tonight. Appreciate you, appreciate you, man. We got we got to get you out on Westport or something, brother. We got we got. He's in fact, he's got his turntables. Look, we uh we we got a little bit more to talk about on this bracketology stuff, Andrew. It is that time of year. It is late late February in my brain. It is like a week away from March. We got one more day in February this year, which kind of sucks, because wow. I'm ready for March. Yeah. They're, <laughs> these leap years, they're, they delaying. can't withhold it from yeah. us for an extra day. An extra day. They're taking we, we don't want this like random February day. We want March. I'm ready for March. We're ready for March. I, uh, I've started, it's the time of year where you start to take a peek at bracketology a little bit more, where it starts to make sense too. Like, some true sickos are looking at it in January. Like, there's some, like, absolute sickos. You know who you are. We're, it's all of us. If you listen to this show, you're, you're probably one of looking them. at it. Yeah, 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 you might even look at it in November. Oh, like, geez. hey, hey, I'd take it. I'd take, <laughs> hey, Lenardi 1116 bracket 1.0. Hey, if this is what it is, I'd take it. So look, we've got we've got the well, some bracketology coming out that, that and and we talked a little bit about the selection committee too, which I, I think it'd probably be good to finish that thought. Uh <clears throat> who's on the selection committee? We got uh the chair, Charles McClellan, who we already don't like for, for reasons that we don't yet know. Uh but we'll find him probably. Um we got Jamie Pollard, Andrew. This is the Big Twelve representative, Ooh, the Iowa State A D. Suspicious. Is that a little suspicious? And then we have the following commissioners, the SWAC, the Sunbelt, and the Big Sky commissioners. You know, the one thing that I know about the, the SWAC, the Sunbelt, and the Big Sky is that is a lot of teams coming out of those conferences into the field of 64, right? They Well, maybe they can just, okay, here's our auto bid, and they can focus on the rest. And that's they're, not, they're, yeah. not, they're not busy lobbying for their, their conference. For their it makes conference? it easy. Yeah, so it's like your Big Ten's trying, ACC this year especially, like, oh, we're such a good conference, we need to get more than three teams in. Like, sorry, <laughs> no, dude, no. not really. No, we're here in the SWAC, we got a lot to watch, and we've been watching you guys. Uh, so, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but man, I, I, I'm with Reeks, we got to do something to this committee. We got a bunch of crusty ADs, we got some strange commissioners of leagues, why can't we get you know some some basketball people on this thing? Like the people that actually understand 
What's going on day in, day out in college hoops? Well, and uh, this started off as a bit, and, and uh, I've taken it more seriously, is that we should we, we should try to game this system, is, what, is, what, is ultimately what we're trying to okay, say. Okay, go on. And... and I, I didn't believe it at first, and now I'm I'm kind of coming around to my own my own BS here, Kevin. Because today I saw that the SEC and Big Ten are trying to game the college football Correct. playoff Correct. to get more teams in just automatically. Mm-hmm. And if because Set the they, rules, you, they you win think the game. that they and they want to get more money. Mm-hmm. They think that they're just. They're they're it's the better. aristocrats of college they football. Think they're we can yeah. automatically establish our position with our teams uh, beyond anybody else before the games are even played. Yep. If they can do that, there we can do it in basketball. Why can't Kansas always be a one seed? Like that's that's exactly that's right. what Ohio State wants. That's what the new Texas and the SEC wants. Sure. If they can do it there, we can. Why do it can't here. we do it here? There you go. Stack the selection committee. With the assumption that we always have blue bloods at one seeds and just go from there. You know, it's it is an absurd thing, but when when you see it in real life, when you see it in real life trying to trying to happen in front of your eyes in, in college football, then it makes it not so absurd. If you were to sit down I'll match your absurdity with my absurdity. If you were to ask Chat GPT, uh, hey, just predict guess uh, on the data that you have. Who should be the who's likely to be the one seed in the Midwest? <laughs> Just ask that question. Most of the time, if it's got a pretty good machine learning, it'll be uh, oh yeah, Kansas. Like that. Just start there, and then we'll fill out the rest of the bracket. Is that is that fair? Speaking of uh, uh, apparel companies, first seed in the Midwest sounds like a good name to a company. I like I like the first seed in the Midwest. First seed the, or so, something seed. something like that. One, one seed, seed in the Midwest. One seed Midwest. Like yeah. that's just that has a good one seed. Feels Midwest. like home. Feels yeah. like home. We gotta think about that. We gotta, we gotta keep shooting for something that. Something there. We gotta keep. Purdue's gonna get it this year. But yes. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, it's just an interesting thing uh, that. This committee thing is weird. You don't necessarily trust it. It's worked out for us in the past, though, Kevin. Is that true? Uh, we can't complain too much. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think so. Normally, I'm the guy who says KU fans overreact to the bracket release. Normally, I'm that guy. And you should be because last the release is really good. Last year was a problem. I went bananas. And we still got a one. Just, And that's <laughs> the craziest part. But we had one of the best, literally the yeah. best resumes ever number one strength of schedule 17 quad one wins that is bananas and i remember going on a spaces that night and i was out of town i was with my family somewhere and i was so mad about this bracket release that i went outside the hotel because i didn't want to do it in front of my kids that's how mad i was yelling into a twitter spaces void that enough people were listening to i'm sure someone will remember it was i was so mad because I knew what was going to happen. I knew we were going to lose to Arkansas or we were going to lose to the next team who I can't remember who I was already mad at. UConn. Oh, yeah, UConn. Oh, yeah. Weird, right? That was the, yeah, weird. UConn the, was the four. That's what it was. And I Arkansas hated, got I blown Arkansas. out by UConn. I'm just, I'm still, you're just bringing bad, bad memories. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't, anyway, let's move on. The Big 12 bracketology is, is what we're on the, we're talking about now. Kansas was a two seed. In that release, Houston a one makes sense. An Iowa State a three 
which is uh, which is which is pretty solid. Yeah, I think they're in our range, right? Same, like so, yeah. some folks have us uh, ahead of Iowa State. Some folks have Iowa State ahead of us, but they're, they're, well, they they kind of feel like in our in our tranche, our group. Sure. And Baylor, uh, who Riggs likes a lot, is a is a dark horse of three as well. And then we start to go down the list a little bit. BYU a six, Texas Tech a six, OU an eight, TCU an eight, Texas a nine. We got a bubble team in Cincinnati, and I did not notice anybody, uh, including K State, on the bubble. Yeah, anywhere. I believe these numbers are from Bracket Matrix. By the way, these are the the consensus the consensus the consensus yeah. numbers. Hey, yeah. Beckett's on the other side of the glass. How do you feel about K State not being on the bubble at all? Well, we've lost seven of our last eight, so that'll do it. That's what's, not a good. Uh, what's the it. one? Uh, yeah, that happens to be you guys. What? No, I don't remember that. That's, I don't, yeah, what was the seven of eight? It yeah. couldn't be that one. I went uh, into overtime. No, I don't remember. It doesn't ring a bell. No, no. not only did we cover the spread, but we we actually won. No, I don't. Stop. I don't remember that. Uh, it doesn't. No. Ring a bell. Oh, interesting. But they're not on the list. I, I'm just list. looking at the list here, and they're not. We're on, just looking at the list. On this list. Yeah, could be on a different list, not on this one. Might be on a different list. I might be an NIT list. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's the list. We had the if, wrong list. If if the Wildcats make the NIT, I'm betting the Wildcats so hard in the NIT. There might be something fun there for sure. Oh yeah, right. yeah it could be interesting. Uh, so, Andrew, any any reaction to all this? This is a good conference. This is this is uh, we're used to this now. We see. Uh, some new faces here with Houston and, and BYU uh, looking looking pretty good. You got Cincinnati who's, who's fighting for their lives trying to get in. But man, Big 12's tough. Uh, you don't usually you usually when we had a ten team league, you could get most definitely six. Some years you could maybe get seven, and that was kind of a oh yeah, Big 12's great with seven. But you you were looking at almost ten teams getting in from this conference, and probably should, like probably should get ten teams. And you, we talk about it every, every week in the Big 12. Every night is a Sweet 16 game, or better. Every night. Every night is a Sweet 16 game. We watched the Iowa State-Houston uh, game the other night. I mean, that's a that's an Elite Eight game. It's a Final Four-type caliber game. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's every night, night in and night out, is a Sweet 16 game. Yeah, you, I mean, you had TCU-BYU recently. I mean, that game, that's a that's a second-rounder or a Sweet 16 game. I mean, that, and that's just, that's just a, Every night. a, a random that's a Monday. P- a pick a game out of the yeah. hat type of, type of game. So, Absolutely. Uh, crazy to think about. I, I, I don't know. I put this this league up against anybody. I don't think that's a, a overstatement. I think everybody kind of uh, agrees here, too. I mean, the, I think the top the top is good. Uh, Kansas is, is is kind of on the on the downstroke here, but you know, Houston is leading the leading the the pack with it with the one seed. But I, I wouldn't count off the Jayhawks if, if they you know get some wins late to, to make some noise in at least uh, improving their standing a little bit. But and you could say the same for Iowa State and Baylor. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, Kevin. I I just want March to come. I'm ready. We got we got one more ready week. To flip the calendar. Yeah, uh, one week from now we'll be be counting down. Uh, until midnight, and then March will come, and then in, like, the, the air is just a little different. Mm-hmm. The air is just a little different, kind of a little more crisp, a little more like a little electricity in the air. For you're, sure, you're feeling it. All right, we're gonna come back. We got lots to talk about. We got two big games in Allen Fieldhouse coming up next couple of days. We got Texas on Saturday. We got BYU first first BYU conference game. It's, mm. it's, gonna, be, it's gonna be electric. It should be fun next Tuesday. Uh, so we're going to preview those. We're going to talk about what we need to know about these teams. That's right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Oh, 
Welcome back in. Jayhawk Talk Radio on Sports Radio 810 WHB. we got a big game coming up on Saturday in Allen Fieldhouse. Kansas Jayhawks inviting in for one last time as a member of the Big 12 Conference, as a standing member, a card-carrying member of the Big 12 Conference, the Texas Longhorns from Austin, Texas, Andrew. We have a pretty big game. It's a pretty important game, I think, for both squads. Texas could use a marquee win. Uh, and Kansas to continue the uh, we're we're the best team in the Big Twelve. We're just haven't quite shown it yet. Conversation <laughs> they can bring that uh, they can bring that to the stage. So what uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Texas Kansas? So you're game? saying they're a card carrying member of the Big Twelve. Currently, they're a current so card carrying member. They walked up to that two story office complex there in Irving, Texas, uh-huh. right by the airport. Yeah, I passed it uh, yesterday. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> uh, walked up to the, that uh, concrete two story building and just raised the that card above yeah. the air and set it on fire. They haven't demagnetized it yet, but yeah, it's, it's coming. It's, uh, well, Texas, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Correct. You know, I'm still, I'm still a little miffed about this. Uh, I, I'm Texas, and I don't know who I'm. Sorry to see or most glad to see between the two. I, I go through the variety of emotions, and ultimately I, I, I don't care. But Texas seems to be one of the historical rivals of the Jayhawks. If you think back you know, to, since 1996, who's been the team to challenge the Jayhawks most or, or to push the Jayhawks? Like who's who's there at the end where you know, a couple games left in the conference season, who is within striking distance or who are we trying to catch or who's trying to catch us? And more often than not, it was Texas. And so you remember back to, you know, that 20... 2003, uh, yeah. that team that was a really good team. Really good. And then you had your Durant teams, and then you had... That Durant game in Allenfield, that's right. one of my favorite games I've ever seen. Uh, then you've got the uh, Thomas Robinson game. Where uh, unfortunate I, game. I, I was on the, the cover of the Lawrence Journal World <laughs> with my dismayed face uh, after we gave up a big halftime lead uh, for that game. Uh, and then, you know, you had some some good shock of years and some lean shock of years. Uh and then you had some some hope with Chris Beard, and then you know. So it's been an interesting uh, tale for this for this program. Ultimately, though, I think it's uh, one that's kind of driven by not living up to the potential. Yeah, I think that's right. Which we heard a little bit of Reeg's take on Rick Barnes earlier. Yeah. How what? long have we've heard that this Texas basketball program or Texas athletics generally is a is a sleeping giant? Yeah, well, sure. If they just get a coach, you know, if they just get a coach, just watch out. Just watch. I mean, and they and they had some stuff that happened, uh, but they're not the consistent long term. But but I will miss that rivalry and and that you know team that kind of pushes you uh, towards the end. And it looks like Houston's going to be the better program yeah. uh, going forward. So so we got an easy program. Coaches matter, though, man. Come, you know, Coaches he's, matter. He's mad. He's Coaches mad, matter. He's a mad guy. Uh, you know, and he's not going to be around forever, but his son will step in and see if he can keep that program going. So we're, we've got worthy replacements. This league next year is going to be 16 teams. It's going to be bonkers. We Crazy. don't need Texas or Oklahoma for this basketball league. It's going to be even better with them gone. But, <laughs> you know, this will be the last time we'll get to do the the HD in, in Allen Fieldhouse. And, Bummer. You know, let's make it a good one. Yeah, uh, look, I, the one thing I know about this game, and this is the most important part, is that no matter what happens, we need to have a very coordinated horns-down discussion with the students. Uh, there's a time 
and a place for using vulgar language. And I think in this time and place, using the <clears throat> vulgar language of horns down is appropriate. I think you should do it. I think it's okay. This is the time. They're leaving. What are they going to do? Are they going to come back? Are they going to be mad? Are they going to leave the conference because you said horns down to them? No. They're already doing that. This is the time when you be aggressive with your horns downs. All the way. All the way down. Two hands. Double fisting the horns down. All the way. I don't think how you can avoid that. I mean, and we've had this conversation before, and this is... The, the more you try to fight against it, if you're Texas, they've been dealing with this for years. I, I don't understand what the problem is. The I want 16,300 horns down. The moment you show that it bothers you. Oh, it's great. The moment you've shown your weakness. You've shown and your well, weakness. Why, why is it so dumb? It's so dumb. So anyway, it will be a marvel to witness the defeat of the Longhorns. Uh with uh, 16,300. Actually, it'd be, what's double of that? Yeah, it's uh, 32,600 horns down. Horns downs uh, in a stadium. We need them all down. Everybody's, everybody's doing horns down. You want to talk the game there. a little bit? You watched much Texas this year? A little bit, yeah. Uh, they're, yeah they're they've got a quite interesting a good roster. Squad, yeah. they've got, I mean, they got a transfer in that uh, Max Acemas from, from Oral Roberts in his fifth year, who is the highest scoring player in college basketball. Uh, dude can put the ball in the bucket. Sure. Uh, eventually transfers, uh, you know, from, from Oral Roberts to Texas. Tyrese Hunter, old friend from Iowa State. You know, he was great for the Cyclones two years ago. Has an okay sophomore season last Last year, you remember that Texas team last year was full of fifth-year seniors. Yeah, full of fifth-year seniors. They Tyrese, got some more. Tyrese Hunter was the only one who re- really wasn't. But Dylan Mitchell's back, uh, you know, playing a little bit. Uh, and, and somebody that Bill Self pointed out today, this Weaver, Chendall Weaver. Mm. He doesn't, you know, necessarily fill up the stat sheet, but he says he's their he's their Energizer Bunny. He's their, their he's the driver. He's their driver. Call him the driver in his uh, presser today. So there you go. I mean, it's it'll be a good matchup. Three the the big guys can shoot threes. That's always a little scary. Very um, scary. And that uh, that is a that is probably the honestly the the biggest factor in the game uh, is is are there guys who can shoot and sometimes make three pointers make you more than they should. That's and, usually and, what happens. And, and usually when you're playing in a place like Allen Fieldhouse, it makes it a little bit more difficult. A little you, tougher. You've got a you've got a difficult environment to compete with. Uh, if it was. You know, played at the new Moody Center, which we only got to play in once, right? Yeah, I think so. That's unfortunate. We only got to play in there once. Uh, it would be maybe a little different story. But, you know, you got to keep those guys off the three-point line, uh, force them to take maybe, you know, bad shots, long twos. And, you know, uh, with our bigs and with uh, potentially Hunter, potentially KJ being drawn out to the three-point line, can, can we rebound? I mean, this is a team that can uh, maybe give you some trouble rebounding just from the, from the variance of it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see this game. I, I think – a uh, couple things I want to see, and we can talk about this, you know, generally in terms of uh, previewing this Kansas team. The question on the around this whole program right now is health, and it's uh, Kevin McCuller. Bill Self said today in his press conference he did not know if Kevin was good to go. Yeah, a lot of it was going to depend on how practice went today. Um, he could, it, it, he wasn't necessarily like, oh, you, the, the anticipated answer was, oh, Kevin's got some rest. He'll be he'll be fine for Saturday. No minute restriction. Based on what he sort of said uh, with Oklahoma last week, wasn't that clear cut today? So he's you know we'll see. I don't know the answer. Uh, what do you expect? Is I'm not asking you to predict if he plays, but if he doesn't play, does this game feel differently? 
Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he's, we've seen the uh, version of KU without without him. Um, we're not as good without him. Uh, when we talk about the depth of this team, you replace a Kevin McCullough with a Nick Timberlake, and the quality of play goes down, no matter what, any way you cut it. Even if Nick Timberlake is having an efficient game offensively, the quality of play still goes down. Bill Self calls Kevin McCullough one of the smartest players he's ever coached from a basketball IQ standpoint. That's that's important to have that kind of person on the floor. Uh, and he's he's had a pretty dang good year from an efficiency standpoint. It's not been great recently, but he's still good, and he's still an awesome defender. And you, you say just it hasn't him. been great. It was just the K-State game. Yeah, that's fair. That was, everything else has been pretty pretty, pretty up to his own standards. The K-State game was the, was the one lacking. And that was the one he looked the most hurt. And so I think it goes back to the underlying theme. A healthy starting five for this Jayhawk team is is of the utmost importance. It's There's no room for error in terms of next man up. These are your five you're rolling out. It's pretty much it. all, it's, what's your, what's your, what you're going to have. Yeah, I I just want one thing to happen. And I'm going to set the odds right now pretty high. I mean, if I was setting a book, I'm, I'm going to put minus 250. This is a very likely scenario that something to happen. And that is Hunter Dickinson putting a horns down gesture in the middle of the game. Wow. Tell me, tell wouldn't you say that's about a minus 250? Like he's likely, gonna do it. Likely to happen. He's gonna do it. It's, I mean, he's gonna get. Does he do it in the he's game? Gonna get wound up in the crowd. I think he does it after the game. He's gonna shoot a, a three, make it finally, and on the follow through down, just bring his hand down and just bring on the horns all the way down, put him right in the holsters, and <laughs> keep running backwards. Is that? I just hope there's some controversy about it. <sighs> I, ho- I hope Rodney Terry gets mad. Rodney Terry, mad. Rodney Terry is not as mad as Kelvin Sampson, but Rodney Terry is madder than Kelvin Sampson when it comes to horns down. That's classless. That was the quote. That's classless. This is the UCF game when the uh, yeah, UC, UCF yeah. guys, again, in the, in the handshake line, after, of course, after they said good game, good game, good game, turn around and went, boom, horns down. Dropped them both. All bets are off for this game. Double-barreled horns down. You don't have to see these guys again. You could do full-on horns down. Maybe the Big 12 tournament. But Maybe the Big now, 12 Now's the time. It's time. No restrictions. Uh, if you want to do a quick preview, Kevin, here of BYU, coming in on Tuesday. Yeah, that should be fun. First of all, I'm, I'm a little sad that we don't get to go play in Provo, uh, in Provo next year. Because I really want to go. You'd like Provo. <laughs> I might like Provo. You like Provo. Why, why do you say that? I just you just feel like a Provo guy. I'm a Provo guy. Yeah. You know, I am a Provo guy. They got the mountains, right? Yeah. They got yeah. mountains. I, I'm. I get the mountains are blue right next to me. Uh-huh. I like blue mountains. Do they have blue mountains there? Uh, it's right in the mountains. Right, in the, it's right, right there. The mountains. It's literally right there. They don't have. They don't have the blue mountains though. Uh, yeah. Okay. They, they do. Okay. Sort of. I like it when the mountains are blue and you're telling it seems next to me year, like you're a little nervous. Next year we got to go to Provo. Next year I would we like got to, go to convince Provo. someone to sponsor us to go to Provo. I want to go watch a football game in Provo. That'd be fun. That would be no, good. No, they're basketball. Okay, now a whole different deal. Like like when we talk about 
teams entering the Big 12, the home field advantage for BYU is is a feather in the cap of the Big 12. Like, it is one of the best environments. And Correct. this is And this is coming from, uh, I mean, I'm never going to give up Allen Fieldhouse as being number one. But, man, watching some of those BYU games, they do Especially a great against, job. Yeah, I can't wait for those BYU-Utah games. Oh, man. I want to go just be there for that. That's what we should go. The we, Holy should, we shouldn't go to we a should, KU yeah, you game. You should right. We should skip the KU game. I hope they're back-to-back. Oh, man. Make it a weekend. Make it a weekend, it a for sure. Weekend. They got Jackson Robinson. Here's here's the They got some good dudes, man. That good, great offense. They uh, can shoot threes. They can shoot a lot of threes. When they make threes, they win. Um, you know, they, <laughs> they, got, they got older guys. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Life stick. experience. Life experience. They got some experienced guys, a little older, a couple of years older, usually the most. most that's what... That's the stick about uh, BYU. Whenever you play BYU, uh, but man, that that I think that could have actually a, a, a lot of fun. Depending on uh, again, depending on three points, that that will be it. That is the literal. There's no three nothing point else, variance is the nothing else theme to look of at the in that year. Game. Maybe it's the theme of, of of all college basketball. All right, Kevin. So we got Texas this weekend, big HD game. We got BYU on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, those are our, and then and then we've got you know three games to close out the at the year with uh, at Baylor, K State at home. And then we go to Houston. Then we got the Big 12 tournament. We'll, we'll be here. It'll be here soon. It's coming, man. It's right. coming fast. We're going to wrap up. We're going to get some closing thoughts. Uh, I'm going to ask a couple hard-hitting questions. And then we'll get out of here. Then we'll, then, we'll, then we'll write to it. Then it's then we're almost March. It's basically March after then that. we're almost March. Okay, everybody. Uh, stick around for our closing thoughts right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, final segment yeah. here at Jayhawk Talk Radio. Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. Yeah. Look, we have yeah. now just a couple weeks left in this season, Andrew. I think by and large, folks would uh, folks would say it's an underachieving season so far. It's early. The narrative can still be written. The narrative can still be written. But this was the preseason number one team. With the receiving the number one most sought after transfer in the transfer market, Bill Self returning to be Superman after a, a rough off season and into last season, everything was looking right, and here we are, almost to March, not a one seed, two seed. I mean, we're not. It's not that far off. But I feel like when you read Twitter, you look around, you talk to people. Even Reig said he wasn't sure if KU was a on the list of teams capable of winning the final turn. You, you will be hard pressed to find anybody who has KU among the teams that are you know likely to win the tournament. They're flawed. They're not deep. They've struggled. They can't win on the road. Their point guard is a zero for an offense. Can't shoot. So, you, know, you hear all these things, right? I just can't quite get over this thing that we come back to, which is we somehow have two guys who are literally up for All-American status and some version of All-American and a lottery pick. How, how is it possible that people are saying this cannot be a team that can go deep in March? And the other two have national championships. And the other experience. two have rings. Yeah, the other two have rings. 
I'll say this. And, this and is, your bill self. This is something that you and I, I'm surprised that you and I, we haven't talked about on the show, and you and I personally haven't talked about this yet. And this is probably one of the most important things, uh, of things that you, we would pay attention to. And that is, and I think, and I'll get to this, but I think when we look back and we tell the story of this season, we'll mark this as the turning point. And that's that Bill Self got kicked out of a game. Ooh. He got ejected from the Texas Tech game. We I will not like mention that, that game. Hitherto shall never be mentioned. However, I even said live, Bill Self getting kicked out of this game. got before. kicked out of that game, and he has never been kicked out of a game as the coach of Kansas. The last time he was kicked out of a game, he was coaching Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Gets his two techs. He wanted it. Oh, I, for I, sure. I, he was I think, done. I think he, he let it know. Needed like, to be this, done. This is what's happening. Just speed up this process. Someone for said, me to I remember someone be like, boy, you got, he got kicked out fast. I was like, dude. Was that was getting, the point. Magic words were going. That was the point. <laughs> the magic words were spewing fast. He, he I mean, I kept the TV on. He wanted to, didn't want to watch any more of that no, game. I can't blame him. Uh, you know, yeah, like anyone else. Like everybody wanted to turn. I that do game like off. that as and a he, and he point, did. Though. But that, but that, but then after that, you know, go on the road, road warriors. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that that maybe that could be the turning point. He 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 busted out a tool that he's never had to use before. He's gotten one technical, and we've seen how that sort of worked. Yeah, it's in, in game. But you, this was for his team. You needed to go. Never happened before. Need to go a little more nuclear, just a little more nuclear. They had yeah. to drop the bomb. And you know he's been a little more easygoing this year. He has for sure. He wasn't easygoing that game. No, but like maybe maybe this is him slowly building up to that. He's been uh, pacing himself. A he's been bit? Sa- yes. <laughs> like he's that. been saving himself all year for this explosion of. Uh, Anger energy that's going like to happen, that. you know, this this last six weeks of the season. I like that. There's something there. I I we we look back at seasons past where there was a turning point. You had Remy said doing something. You had the players only meeting. Henry Tees. Yeah, Henry Tees. You had all the things that have happened to where where guys ultimately turn it down at the right time. That might have been the turning point. Yeah. I, I'll, I'm willing to buy into that narrative. I'm and. You know, if I need to get kicked out of this radio show right now to uh, <laughs> to make us win this Texas game, I'll do that. Just get on out of here. Yeah. All like, you got to do is say, say, oh, uh, I got to say HD, HD, yeah. HD to Beckett over here. Beckett will kick it out. He'll kick me out, and then we'll then I'll just be so angry. I'll cheer so hard <laughs> on Saturday, and we'll win the game. Okay. Well, uh, give me a prediction, Andrew. Uh, I, I love to hear as we get out of here. Just. <sighs> We sit here today again at a time when I think a lot of fans, even KU fans, are not quite sure about this team or have question marks or lots of marks on this team. Do you think, uh, or give me a prediction on where, where is this a Final Four team? Is this an Elite Eight team? Is this a National Championship team? Is this a losing the round of 32 game? Uh, give me a prediction now. Uh, uh, two predictions. One, what you think will happen, and two, what you'd be happy with. Well, okay, what I think will happen, I think this is the Final Four team. It could be. They've got five guys who are capable of, of, of cutting down nets. Well, I'd be happy with, oh, man, that's tough because I've got such high expectations for this team. If they make the Elite Eight, I'd be happy, I guess. I wouldn't be thrilled. I mean, I've got high expectations. We have high expectations every year. What do you think? Yeah, Final Four bust. I mean, that's yeah. it's hard to... Hard to be preseason number one and be happy with an elite eight. That's just where I'm at. That's what this team is. This team's this team's built for that. You, you can't you can't go into March with the ex and and 
it's wild because you look again. You look down and, and you see just all the hate about Hunter Dickinson, and and, oh, and, yeah. and you see the hate on Bill Self. That's Russian bots. The, that's Russian bots. That's, that's Missouri bots trying to disrupt disrupt the internal uh, uh, peacefulness of the Kansas fandom. Thus, that's not a real opinion. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think they look pretty real. Um, but it's, it's fascinating to me. It's, it remains just fascinating because we have everything you'd want. Uh, you've got an awesome center. You have a stretch three. Uh, you've got an energizer bunny who can rebound the ball like crazy. You have a quarterback. I mean, you got a lottery pick. You got freaking all Americans. What else could you want in a team? Even if the makeup doesn't feel right, doesn't always look right, doesn't always fit right. You can't give Bill Self those pieces and then be like, "This is this team can't this team can't make a run." Yeah, it's all about fitting the puzzle pieces together, and I think that the solution is, and and why this team may feel differently from here on out is that he's decided to get rid of a bunch of those puzzle pieces and just focus on the five puzzle pieces that he needs. When you when you're doing this, when you're grabbing your shirt and you're asking you're for driving a jersey, jer- asking for yeah, a breather, asking for a breather, not getting that. He is ignoring you. Yeah, uh, you were staying in. You were being if you are a starter in the second half uh and you're pulling on your jersey for a break. Uh good good news. Uh, uh there's a there's a there's a timeout uh, coming a TV, soon. There's a TV timeout coming soon. <laughs> it's coming soon. Yeah. And in the tournament, you got a longer one. So just you, hustle through it. Deal yeah. with it. Put, put your hands on your head. Breathe deeply. <laughs> uh, open the air pathways. It, cause, because when those five guys are on the floor, they are one of the most efficient, if not the most efficient, uh, teams in the country, uh, offensively and defensively. You don't need much more than that. You just don't. I think that's the story. If he can make those five guys work together, keep them healthy, sky's the limit. No ceilings. No ceilings. No ceilings. All right, Andrew. Let's get the heck out of here. Thank you to Riggs. Thank you to Vernon for coming in. We appreciate everybody listening, as always. Horns down. Horns down. Careful. Careful. We're, horns down. We're horns accu- down. We're accumulating FCC Get all fees. the horns down. Let's go beat Texas. Let's go beat the Cougars. Let's get out of here. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be 3-0 and on the stretch after... After the kickout, let's get out of here. Hey, just mark, mark it. That's the spot. That was the turning point. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Then, eight ten WHB Sports Radio eight ten. Rock chalk.